Hi, I'm Danny Elfman. This is Shirley Manson. This is Debbie Harry. This is Chris Steiner Blondie. This is Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears. This is Billy Idol. This is Alex Ebert, a.k.a. Edward Sharp, giving the story behind the song. Hi, this is Peter Chotty, host of the story behind the song. Each month I speak to some of music's biggest artists to get the inside stories behind their most lasting and iconic songs. Join me for new episodes on the third Monday of every month on the story behind the song from the Consequence Podcast Network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy? That's me. Let's go. We're back, episode 81. We've missed you. It's been a couple weeks. We're back in the bunker. It's gonna be great. This is Feeling Good with Duddy, a show that points at the world, has a big, huge laugh, points at the mirror, laughs again. Fairest of the fair, greatest of them all, that's us. We have so much for you today. We're going to have a segment called Since We've Been Gone. Everything we've missed in the last two weeks. We have conspiracy queries. We're going to get rid of a word in a, in, a, in a no more word segment. And we have an interview with Dan Sheehan, one of the, I think he's like the co-owner and promoter for Cali Roots Fest, big reggae rock festival. Everybody knows about that. But more importantly, we have the man guitar player, singer of the Dirty Heads, my brother, here he is, Duddy B. Yes, that is right. We are back, very happy to be back. And before we go much farther, Jake, I'm just gonna turn us down a little bit. Turn us down a little bit, Because it seemed like we were a little hot over we there. We haven't been in the bunker in a few but weeks. Okay. And there's little, t- look at Duddy making game day judgments. And you know what, yeah, a little that. rusty, little rusty. Mm-hmm. We've just been relying on Zoom, which, I don't have to do anything. Yeah, Zoom has gotten us through. We released our Patreon episodes over the last few weeks because, you know, you got to take care of the Patreons, but we weren't able to get Wednesday episodes out because the bunker, we weren't able to get to the bunker, but we're back, dude. Mics are on. Levels are correct, right? Hopefully. hopefully. And uh, and uh, shows have been canceled. Duddy, why don't you tell everybody about what's going on in your world with the Rome and Duddy and the whole deal. You're supposed to be rehearsing with Rome today in this bunker, but something happened. Well, yeah. And if you're listening to this, uh, when you're you're listening to this on Wednesday, that would be the day I should be flying out Uh to Texas to start this little run. And so bummed for those of you listening that haven't heard yet. Yes, the uh, Rome and Duddy. I guess you can call it a tour. It was only four to, uh, four shows, but we'll call it a tour. It got canceled. Um, COVID has sh- struck in again. It, <laughs> it is struck in, you guys. Struck in again. COVID is struck in. What did, is that how you say that? I think I struck. Oh, struck again. It struck again. Dang it, struck again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, but I like struck in. But yeah, you were actually, you and you know you and Rome have an awesome project, Rome and Duddy, and you guys were going to actually get out and play indoor venues, play your shows, uh, proper style. Obviously, yeah. it was going to be like half the crowd, people distanced within the club and all that stuff, right? Well, it was tables. Sure. So you, was tables. you you buy like your table. Right. And the, obviously, the tables were going to be very spaced out. And they yeah. and and look, like uh, we, are, we understand why it got canceled. Oh, it yeah. actually came to us like, do you, what do you think we should do? And we were like, we should probably cancel this little run. I, yeah. I think it's be for safe. the best. Um, we... 
this got booked back when, you know, it seemed like things were slowing down a little bit um, as far as the Corona and mm -hmm. people were starting to get back out there and bands were starting to do the driving shows. We did a few with the Dirty Heads and it seemed like, you know, th things were heading back in that direction. And that's when that's when we booked this Roman Duddy run was during that time. Obviously, things have changed things and, have and turned changed, back. So yeah. we're like, you know, I think right now for the best. And uh, hopefully we can get back out there again soon. I'm super bummed, but I get it. We all understand. So not much in the music world for you right now. Just chilling. You're kind of back to time off. Back to some time off right now. I mean, um, I have been working on the new Rome and Duddy album. And I've been hearing some of the demos. They've been coming back today and yesterday. And man, it sounds great. I'm super excited about that. I think people are going to be stoked on that. We don't have any sort of release date yeah. set in mind or whatever we're just building it right now but that's really it um well i'm glad you did those trips then you got those trips in before the tide kind of really turned yeah. and those trips what, what i'm talking about is going to, out to nashville which you've been doing recently to go write these songs with rome and record them and now rome's finishing up those demos getting them into you and they're sounding good you're stoked yeah super stoked on it um, yeah. And Dirty Heads music is on the way too, that you guys have already got in the can. So there's, there's, you actually have secretly a lot going on as far as music coming out. It's just the shows are done. There shows was a little bit of hope for bands. Like maybe we're coming back a little bit of hope for movie theaters yep. there for a minute. And yep. then that's dashed. And then I'm dashed. I'm canceled too. Barber shops have officially shut back down again. So last week was my last, you know, I worked on Saturday and then it was, you know, by Sunday, I think it was like noon at, on Sunday. It was that was when the shutdown hit. So we're all canceled once again. A lot of us are. A lot of people listening, same shit. Yeah, we're all in it. Back we're in the in bunker it. where this all began. That's true. That's where it all began. And um, speaking of just beginning. What? We have just begun a TikTok page, oh, Jake. You fucking segue. Which legend. I would never ever think that would ever do. And actually, we didn't. Uh, we did not do Luke, this. Luke, who works with us, he had a TikTok page. It wasn't even a feeling good with Daddy TikTok page. It was just his own personal one, which who knows why he had that. Yeah, there were, let's just say, zero followers. <laughs> but zero he made followers. a quick little like TikTok video. That was from one of it was from our first episode ever with Cheese, and it was about the the stripper story about when she fell off the two story stripper pole. Yeah. He made this quick little minute like funny video and put it on his TikTok page. And guys, it's going viral. We're on TikTok, everybody. I mean, I'm not on TikTok. I'm still yet to have ever actually seen anything on TikTok, but we are on TikTok. We are on TikTok, Luke changed his page to the feeling good with Duddy page due to the success of our video and ours only i'm talking zero followers no likes just nothing when luke was on this by you know for him and then <laughs> so here's what happens it's last week and luke texts me and he's like uh i put one of your videos up on tiktok and he's all dude it's it he's all my phone started blowing up and he's all it's at like twenty thousand likes right now remember that i think it was twenty thousand when luke first it was at 3000. Luke's telling me right now from the background. Um, so 3000, he hits me up. He's all, something's happening. He's all, I just posted this and my phone started going ding, ding, ding. And then throughout the night, he, he kept tech, he kept texting me every hour or so. He's all dude, it's at 20 dude. It's at blah, blah, blah. By the next day I'm at work. It's at 30. Anyway, the dead stripper video, we posted it to Instagram. It was on Facebook. It was everywhere. You guys have probably seen it. Well, he posted it to TikTok, and I guess that's where it shined. It's at almost 100,000 likes right now. 100,000 views. 100, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm so fucking, I don't know shit. This sounds sad. It sounds like everyone's grandpa trying to play a video game. I know. 
It's at 93.5 thousand views. Okay. 12.8 thousand likes, 108 comments. They're talking about us on TikTok. It's got <laughs> 935 shares. You guys, they're being, they're sharing us all over. We're being ticked about and we're being talked about quite a lot daddy how do you feel I, I think it's hilarious uh my daughter's been trying to get me to start a tiktok page forever and i haven't because i don't i don't get it but you know what i did <laughs> i'm the i'm the i'm the creepiest dude right now because i'm the guy right now because once luke told me that this was happening and that he made a feeling good with daddy tiktok page i went on i was like well shit i want to look at it i want to see what's happening yeah. so i had to create a page so i have a tiktok page and i'm the guy that i'm following one person and i have zero posts it's just you're, i'm you're following just a lurker i'm following feeling good with daddy and i have zero posts and it's so it's so terrible you're just a fucking in the bushes i'm just lurker. a lurker so every now and then i go on and i just and i just wanted to see because you, you guys were like, oh this video is going viral on tiktok so i'm like well i want to see it so i'm looking at our page right now for the for the first time here today and it it's pretty rare. I mean, it looks exactly like Instagram from it's, it's Instagram. It does Instagram own this. What is this? It looks exactly like Instagram. It's China, right? So it's China, China owns it. Okay, <laughs> does China own Instagram. I, well, this is great potting. We're, talk, we're yeah, talking, we're talking about our China, the wrestler. Page. Oh, rest in peace. All right. So no, but anyway, it's funny, but here's what, we look kind of rad right now because we have 927 followers, 13,000 likes, so much pause, and we're only following three people. That's the key on TikTok, right? To look like you're better than everyone. Can we follow? Le Who are you following? Ooh, get get rid of it. Can we follow zero people? Don't fall. Why are we following Duddy and the Dirty Heads and you? Why <laughs> would I lose my only follower? Yeah, we're going down. No, we're, yeah, yeah. There you go. Make him even creepier by don't vouch for him. Take away immediately after this. I want zero. We're not a follower. We're creating the TikToks that everyone's ticking and talking about. And you can see with all the likes. And Let's move on from the TikTok shit. Yeah, yeah, please, God. All right. A lot's happened since we've been gone, guys. Since we've been gone, we blew up on TikTok. Let's go over the stats. 900. Okay. You guys, a lot's been happening since we've been gone. And we can't use the Kelly Clarkson song or they'll demonetize the show. So sing it, been gone. you guys know it. It's a big club banger. Um, this happened when we were gone, Duddy. Yep. The Mike uh, Tyson and Roy Jones fought. Yes, that was fun. You watched that, right? I watched it. I you did. watched it. You enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. I thought it was cool. Um, I thought they looked pretty good. I Honestly, think they still are both terrifying. I wouldn't want to take a punch from either of them. I definitely would not want to get hit by Mike Tyson. He still He is, looks spry in he there. He still looks pretty terrifying. There was a lot of like one one or two punches and then a lot of holding and stuff, but that's to be expected. But there were there were punches landed from both guys. It yep. was exciting. It was fun. I think the world agrees that that Tyson probably won. If Tyson won the fight. Let's be right, honest. Which is one of those things where they they made it a draw, which is fun and cool. it's and it's adorable and all that. But I think for everyone watching, we kind of felt like Tyson was the aggressor. Although Roy was landing some little like yeah. cheeky. Hooks hey, uh, you can't say that. Roy was right there. You dude. can't say Tyson beat his ass. No, no, no. Like, no, no one's no, no, asked no. got beat, but it was, a, it yeah, was like a nice I mean, little fun, little great it, match. If I had money on it, I'd be pretty upset overall. <laughs> and I know you guys that were the last ones to fucking on the world to talk about this. We've been gone for two weeks since we've been, you guys get it. 
We've been gone for a long time. And so um, we like to say on this show that if you've heard it, if you hear it here, you've heard it last, right? Is that how the saying is you heard it here first? Oh yeah, you heard it here last. That's our new <laughs> slogan for the show. Feeling good with Duddy, you heard it here last. We're doing a hot take on Tyson Jones. The take, the hot take is, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know what was really good though? This what, is the really good part. The one that, the fight that came right before it, Jay. Yeah, so this is the deal. Obviously the fight that everyone was really, really talking about after was, uh, Jake Paul, the younger Paul brother, knocking the living shit out of Nate Robinson, ex NBA player who visibly didn't really take, you know, probably didn't, didn't do a lot of boxing before he stepped in the ring. Cause he was basically just sprinting at Jake Paul and trying he to was grab sprinting him. and just kind of like poking and, him kind of poking, poking, like not jabbing. It was more just poking. Right. And then, um, and that's what you do when you, when you're not sure how to really punch or do yeah. anything. You're like, Hey, let me just get as close as I can and hold. Yeah. That's the safest place yeah. to be. But and eventually, you, you know, you, you're not used to getting hit hard and you, you get hit even just one gut shot and you're like, Oh, I yeah, don't want that to happen anymore. Very quick. Um, but, uh, the knockout, the, the thing is too, is it's like, regardless of if you know how to box or whatnot, um, just some people just can't take a punch, like just have a glass jaw. And that was just evident. Like the first time he got tapped, it was like his knees just started wobbling. You're it like, was, whoa. It was one of these things. I mean, you're right. He, he got he got knocked almost out-ish like three times. The yeah. Third, the third time obviously was completely a, a KO, but it the, he got hit behind the ear a lot because yeah. he was ducking in and these hooks were coming over the top and kind of catching him over the top of the ear. And that fucks with you. That yeah. like rattles your head really bad. So by the third time he got hit with that same type of shot, it was over. And, um, you know, everyone's done their hot takes on it. We don't even yeah, have one. It's, it's a who cares that. thing. Really, the reason we're bringing it up is because the fucking Internet is so <laughs> brutal and hilarious. Like the Internet's oh the worst God. piece of shit ever, but it's so fucking funny. If you sift through all the shitty, horrible, mean people, it's like no matter what happens, it's like, OK, a third of the comments will be racist. A third of them will be homophobic. You know, you got to sift through all that bullshit. And then there's hilarious gems, memes and dumb shit. Oh, before the next fight started. The memes of Nate oh, Robinson. Good I, God. I, I, I truly believe that these meme creators and hilarious people on the Internet, they have memes created for both fighters before. Already. We have them chambered up. No matter, you know. Oh, that's good. I and never thought they, of that. They've got to because it happens so fast. So obviously you guys all know now Nate Robinson gets super duper knocked out by Jake Paul and he ends up laying flat on his face on the canvas, not moving so much like when Michael Jordan did the cry face, everyone takes the Michael Jordan face, puts it on everything. Yes. And it's hilarious. Every time this is the <laughs> new meme, dude, oh it's him. God. It's poor Nate Robinson laying on the floor, dude, just <laughs> like a dead man. And, some of the funniest shit we've ever seen, Duddy, the memes. Obviously, oh, they, they have him laying everywhere you can lay, which is hilarious. Dude. One of the funniest ones was this Toy Story meme that Duddy and I came across. We only came across it like 45 it's minutes amazing. ago. We were looking at the memes here in the bunker. And it says, you know how when the, when uh, when uh, Andy would come home in Toy Story, all the toys would have to lay down on the floor and act like they're toys again. Of course, they were partying when he was gone. So it says the toys in Toy Story when they hear Andy coming to his room and it's all the toys laying on the floor. And there's a little mini Nate Robinson, dude, <laughs> just face down. It's one of the funniest fucking shits you've ever seen. And then we've got the Lion King one. You've oh. got poor little Simba. Remember when yep. Mufasa gets trampled and he, Papa, oh. da, da. he's laying over Nate Robinson with the worried face. 
And then, oh. Duddy, what's the, uh, this is? This I is love like this an ad for a mattress, and the, it's just an uh, it's a mattress ad that you can tell <laughs> didn't have a person in the ad. It was just a mattress, <laughs> yeah. but they threw old Nate right there on the mattress. Oh, he's laying on the there. mattress, and I love that, that you know the ad says sleep. Sleep deeper and longer. Save up to five. And he's oh. just sleeping as deep as you can sleep. Wow. It, <laughs> the internet was ablaze. And that was more important than, I mean. Look. That was. And 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 funnier than uh, all of those, Jake, is what now I have heard that is going on. Is that, that Jake Paul's brother, Logan Paul, yes. is going to be boxing against Floyd Mayweather. Why right. is this happening? You guys, you heard it here last. That's right. Duddy's breaking some news that broke four, <laughs> five, six day. Uh, yeah. So in a weird turn, right? So you have Jake Paul. He knocked out Logan. Um, uh, I'm sorry. He he knocked out fucking Nate Robinson and he, and he knocked out some other internet kid before Nate Robinson. So he technically has a professional boxing record of two and zero. Yes. He slept to nobodies, but he can punch. He can move. He obviously takes it seriously. The guy trains a lot. If you yeah. look at him online, whatever, it's not like he's just going in there with no skills. So respect to that. But his older brother, Logan Paul, who only has one professional fight and he lost that fight. It was a close decision loss to KSI, who is also an internet guy. He's an Owen one boxer. And yes, he has now been announced to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. We're confused on it. Of course, it says it's like a what's it say? exhibition it's an exhibition. We don't know what that means. Right? I mean, that's what they said that the Tyson um, Roy Jones fight was, but they were hitting at it. They were going at it pretty hard. The Tyson. Yeah, exactly. They were definitely trying to hit each other and, and potentially stop each other. It seemed like and, and I can only imagine. Look, Logan Paul's like 50 pounds heavier than Mayweather some somewhere in that world. I think he fought at like 199 pounds in his in his last fight. I think is what he came in at. Mayweather does not fight anywhere near that. So it's, no. there's going to be a size dif differential. I guess that's why it would have to be a uh, um, exhibition style match because you couldn't sanction it in boxing. The, the weight classes are just too spread apart. Well, I just but don't get end, it. It's like, why? They're going to smack each other around. I don't think they're going to smack each other around. Well, I think that one way Mayweather's street. not going to get hit one time. That's how I feel too. He's going to have the lean back. He'll have the shoulder up and it's all going to be punches bouncing off his shoulder or just going right over his head. Yeah. He'll beat up the body for a while and it, and he could probably end it whenever he wants. I think it's that what it yeah. seems like. I think, yeah, I the, it'll be a few body blows uh, and then dude's just going to go down. You heard it here last, guys. Well, you hear that here first. Duddy's making his prediction. And I, I mean, just, we're with it, too. We'll see how serious I, the fight I'm is. I'm just more bummed out that Floyd is doing that. It's getting weird. Like, have some more respect for you. Like, dude, <laughs> I get the Connor thing. I get that. That makes sense. It made sense. It was a fun it was thing fun. that we all wanted It to was see. like, yeah, he's a uh, he's a professional fighter in a different style of fighting. Yes. Let's get him together. Fun. We all knew. Well, we didn't all know. There was a lot of idiots out there that thought Connor was going to kick all, his yeah, ass. Yeah. But it was like, if you know anything about boxing, you're like, Mayweather's obviously going to win in that fight. In this format, In Mayweather this format. Win. If yeah. they were in a street fight or a UFC fight. Very different story. Connor would we rip his that. arms off. But um, this is... I just don't understand this. Yeah, this one's non-understandable. So we're this is all, you know, since we've been gone, this all happened in the last few weeks. So you heard it here last, but 
we're in favor of these old guy fight things because now we hear that Mike Tyson is going to fight Holyfield and I'm Great. down, dude, as long as it's fun like this Roy one, hopefully it is. If, it, you know, if old guys were just getting knocked out really bad and hurt a lot, if that starts to happen, we might change our mind. But as of now, I kind of love this. It's fun. I like the internet dudes fighting as long as they train really hard and are prepared to have fun fights, but I don't really need to see the internet guys fighting the legends of all time. I, that is kind of where you lose interest because it's just too far apart. It's way too far apart in skill level there. Yeah, you're just like, it's just such an obvious ploy for like, yeah, let's just make some money. Yep, so we're having fun with it. Look, bring it, I'll watch all of it because I, I like a shit show like everyone Are you else. Me? But this is just this. This is just what has been happening since <laughs> we were gone. You guys are starting to sense who been gone. You're understanding. Kelly Clarkson's song, can't use it. We'll get demonetized. Okay. We're going to roll right into, this has also happened since we were gone. And to you and I, <laughs> Duddy, it's a who cares. But let's talk about what's been happening since we've been gone. Um, Vogue came out with a new issue. Harry Styles. Remember his band? Are they still a band? What was that band called? One Direction was the band. They was were that? The, yes. They're like the in-sync yes. of Europe or whatever. And they're big, big deal. He's in, he's on the cover of Vogue. He's wearing dresses, Duddy. And I don't mean dresses like a kilt or something. That's like, hey, we wear like this a big old you know, dress. No, I'm talking lady dress, you know, big time lady dresses. But, but that's it. Otherwise, he just looks like him. He just looks like him. But then he's wearing all the dresses and all the shit. And then the fashion things start coming out. It's a big thing right now. We've got a lot of, uh, we have some pictures right here that Duddy and I are looking at. We got a, a dude, just a lot of dudes in dresses, really. And they just, again, they're, there's, there's not a lot of makeup going on in these dudes. One of them has some makeup, but really it's just dudes in dresses and it's a big deal. There's a lot of people saying they can't fucking believe it and they're losing their mind over it. There's a lot of people that are, this is the bravest, most heroic thing ever. Oh, and of you course. and I looked at it and we went, huh. this isn't a new thing. Guys have been dressing like girls forever. For a long, long time. And we were talking about the history of it and, you go back to like those, like, I don't even know what to call this. What what do you call this? Like almost like the three musketeers. Like, <laughs> like colonial days. Yeah, the colonial. They had like the curled ass wigs and they're like here, they're like judges and yeah. stuff. And they're, and you know, they got full makeup too. These dudes are wearing like lipstick and the face is all blushed out. Like if you watch the Patriot or whatever, someone in that oh, movie yeah. is going to have yeah. this look. And they're looking pretty girly, dude. And then we think about David Bowie and like guys like that. Oh, and like totally. Even like Prince and Boy George was a big deal when you and I were kids. Yeah. Do you really want to hurt me? Nobody wanted to hurt her. I don't know. Oh, I hope I'm doing the right thing with old Georgie. But uh, yeah, boy, George. And then there was like the 80s butt rock band. The hair bands that all look like. I'm looking at right now. They they were makeuped out. uh, I remember were banging everyone. They were banging all the strippers in LA. From what I remember. They were banging. The girls they were banging looked exactly like them. They might have looked more feminine even than the girl. You're right. It was like. But so we were just kind of shocked that it was such a big deal. Duddy and I were like, yeah, it's a thing that isn't normal. If I saw it walking up the street, I'd, I'd take a second look, but then I would, yeah. I would just go like, okay, cool. Yeah. Must be super into Bowie. I don't know. And we all think David I just Bowie's think, Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. So obviously do you think it's a little bit, cause these are, this is obviously more like, okay, we're going to just this wear a, a woman's dress, you know, like, is, is it more just like shock factor or is Dude. this like a thing now or people is, 
Like, Look, and uh, you, I've seen. I, I remember. Uh, I remember where I used to live. I, uh, I won't say where. Oh, actually, I don't think shit. It was in Westminster, and the, I was going <laughs> to that Westminster Mall, and there was a man that would dress like a, always dressed like a lady, mm -hmm. and and he and he was tall. And I, I saw this guy multiple times. I, I was going to that mall for, for years with my kids and stuff. And so, I mean, I saw this man probably 10 times. I remember times. this dude. You remember arms. Yes. Buff, Buff arms. Buff arms. Very um, tall. Very tall. He'd be wearing high heels. Yep. He'd be in a woman's dress. But Woman's hairstyle, too. He had, like, long, thin, like, kind of I don't know. From what, no, I, remember, I, from no what I remember is that, like, he would, the from the neck up, it was just, it was, it was just dude. It was just normal guy. But he was always in a woman's dress, high heels, and and just going about his day. It's a thing that we've seen forever. Look, yeah. not a lot. Not a lot. But I guess on the cover of Vogue, we all got to lose our fucking shit, don't we? But we just took you through history and we showed you three really good examples <laughs> of men who've been wearing dresses throughout time. Don't know four, dude. Don't forget the guy that I see in the mall sometimes. Four, dude. <laughs> so fuck off with the dress shit. And it's a big... Who cares? But Duddy, it happened when we were gone. We oh. gotta be, we gotta go over it. And we gotta stick to our motto here of you heard it here last. <laughs> Something else happened while we were gone. The dude from Juno is a dude now. It happened when we were gone. All right. And then rolling right down from that. Also, monolith study. This is something that's going to lead us right into everybody's absolute favorite part of the show. There's been monoliths. I don't I didn't really know what a monolith was till this week. <laughs> it all happened when we were gone. You I don't guys. think anybody knew what they were until. Yeah. This now started it, happening. It's like a word that no one knew. Now, everybody monolith rose. Monoliths are trending. And it's like all of a sudden everyone's, you know, there's going to be children named Mon like in 10 oh, years, sure. there's going to be three to seven dudes named Monolith in each class, <laughs> right? Yeah. Monolith? Uh, yeah, my parents were assholes. Um, so anywho, let's just roll this right into your favorite thing ever, you guys. Daddy, explain to them what this is because a lot of people online are confused oh. and on TikTok, they're new to this. Daddy's um, getting a phone call. A phone he just hung call, up yeah. on him, so it's Sorry. all good. That was actually, Tell and I feel really this bad. Is. That this was is the conspiracy <laughs> query, Daddy. Okay, so this is conspiracy query, and this actually is just rolling into it because this isn't a conspiracy or a query because this is happening. These things are popping up. Yeah, but that's what, true. As so a, this, a fact. you know, yeah. So this is a fact. So I'm going to start. I'll get into the conspiracy query after this. Let's You'll, just discuss. You use this as a as a bridge. To this the is like a little bridge query. to okay, the conspiracy gotcha. query because I mean these things are popping up. We had what was the first one was in Utah. What, November 18th, it says right here, Explain the first one. Explain everyone what a monolith is. <laughs> it's just a, it seems to be a very tall metal structure that's kind of thin. And okay, here we go. Three-sided. If you built a perfect Jenga and it was all metal, yes. right? Like it's just a tall, square, thin, narrow tower. Some are big, some are small, we're finding out. And it was metal instead of Jenga wood yeah it's just a big tall metal structure square this one in utah it says that it was 10 around 10 to 12 feet tall it was found in the desert by a helicopter crew who were out counting bighorn sheep uh it's just a big 10 to 12 foot tall uh, metal structure planted into the ground and then it says just after a week after it was discovered it was removed and replaced with a small pyramid okay Huh? Okay, well, I already strange, but 
how how many of these have this is the thing all of a sudden everyone online this is the newest we're not calling it a conspiracy query here because these things are being found like duddy said but you know the conspiracy queries are at uh, queryists or theorists yeah. theorists are at work saying that it's a you know this is obviously alien shit right some of it potentially so where have they popped up daddy uh it says here that um on this article which i really looked hard for yeah uh, once again we did 30 to 40 seconds of research it's actually from newsweek so you gotta believe it oh, well, uh, it says go. that there's one in utah one in romania one in uh california one in nevada the netherlands england colorado and uh columbia so All it's right. eight Okay. Is saying on this article. I don't know if they found more countries. I believe there we got South America, yeah. right? we got what America, and then and then Europe, checking in with a couple. Uh, so it's a big deal. It's all over the world. These little structures, and some of them are big, some are small. Duddy was reading through this earlier, and you were telling me like, what? Yeah. The, so the one in um, you know around the same time that the Utah monolith was removed on November twenty seventh, a similar object turned up in Romania. However, compared to the Utah monolith, the object found in Romania was not as sleek or as well built. So, you know, that's where it gets weird. A day okay. later a on December 2nd. Romanians. Yeah. Okay. A day later on December 2nd, another monolith was spotted on Pine Mountain, California. Mm. Unlike the object found in Utah, this monolith was not secured to the ground and could be knocked down easily. Yeah, see, this is where Duddy and I start to laugh because we're like, okay, well, look, <laughs> if it's like in the ground and people and like scientists are studying it going, well, it seems like it's been here for centuries, the calcium buildup. Yeah. Then we are like, oh, Whoa. interesting. But it, it's like, oops, and it tumbles down the hill. Oh, no. I'm going to have to think that someone put that there. Yeah. That's just me. Because then this next one, number four, it says that it was found in Nevada on Friday a monolith was discovered at the Fremont Street Experience in downtown Las Vegas. Yeah, that's when it starts to get hilarious. So now you're just, just popping up on the street. Just downtown Vegas, there's a monolith that's in the middle of the yeah. street. Like, okay, so here's what I'm wondering. Like, no cameras? You know there's cameras in downtown Vegas just running 24-7. There has to be. And if we see like a beam of light and then a model, then we start to have a discussion. But if whatever store it's in front of is also having a big winter sale <laughs> and then oopsie, oh. a monolith. Now oh we start God. to understand. Oh, what do you know? A big old, here comes a monolith you can take pictures with. Oh, oh. Out of the corner. Monica the monolith. Monica the monolith. Little, little fucking, uh, what am I, eyelashes on it. We got Monty and Monica the oh. monoliths there. Oh, hey, little baby monolith on the way. Huh? Fuck we you. came from space. Yep, Santa. Oh, they sound like ghosts. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're coming. <laughs> oh, oh, so you right. want me to tell you more about the monoliths? Yeah, or let's what? get okay. in Because I'm a believer. This is well, the fifth one was in the Netherlands on Sunday. Another monolith was found in a nature reserve near Oderhorn. Oh, oh, Otter, I've got it. Otterhorn. <laughs> I've got to be saying that wrong. Otterhorn. How uh, you doing, Hank Otterhorn? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> don't smell my horn, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This mysterious object was also unlike the previously found monoliths, as it was not shiny. Uh, oh, 
this one, though, it says it is thought that the monolith may have been there for some time as ice had formed around the structure. Aha. Uh-huh. Hey. You see? Now we can bring. All right. Spelunkers in and scientific minds from around the globe. We study the ice, see what types of single cell organisms are trapped within. Probably something from another. Now we start a discussion, but anyway, what's next? Is there more? If you don't believe yet, how about this? On Sunday, another monolith was found on the Isle of Wight of the south coast of England. A group of people walking their dog discovered the strange object on the island's. Compton Beach early in the morning. This monolith was around 10 feet tall and reflective. Okay, see, that's impressive. That's tall. It's reflective. I wonder how wide. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. (laughs) Not a lot of measurements. And then, I mean, are they just leaving them there? Are people coming and it seems like fairly easy to figure out if they're man-made, right? That's what I'm just like, what is can't we just like Test it. I'm starting to think this entire thing's a lie. Like then none of there's never been one monolith is what I'm almost starting. Oh my God. You know what it's going to be? It's going to have to be a thing where it's like, you have to visit a monolith and then you won't get the coronavirus. I see what is exactly definitely that. Do you, do you believe that you have to visit the monolith or you get COVID? I'm starting to. All right. I was about to denounce the whole thing, but now I get it and I better get to the nearest monolith. I better get over to Fremont Street. Well, if you live in Colorado, you're lucky. Why is that? Because uh, Colorado has seen numerous monoliths appear over the last few days with some objects origins more mysterious than others. Monoliths were spotted at. Oh, fuck. I'm going to. Chautauqua. Chautauqua Park in South Boulder, as well as in uh, as well as in front of (laughs) McDevitt Taco Supply. (laughs) Let me guess. Let me guess. It's it's Taco Tuesday every day for the rest of December. There's a monolith out front with a sombrero on it. If you could eat our monolith burrito, we'll take a picture of you and put it on the wall. I survived the monolith burrito (laughs) contest at Donkey's Taco. What was the taco name? Donko's Tacos? What was it? McDevitt's Taco Supply. Not even fucking close. Oh, McDevitt. Yeah, that's my favorite Irish taco joint. Come on down to McDevitt's Tacos. We've got a corned beef taco. You're going to block. Oh, fucking shit. Okay, well, if you're not convinced yet. Wow. If you're not convinced yet, or if you are convinced and you really need to go to a monolith so you can get the cure, you can visit one in Colombia. Because on December 5th, a golden monolith was discovered in Colombia. Just like the Colombians. In a field. Local authorities have not yet commented on the structure and its origins are unknown. The golden monolith. Well, read that last line again. It says, uh, local authorities have not yet commented on the structure and its origins are unknown. 
I guess that's the most fun thing that you've said. Like that's right. the best thing they've written so far. Yeah. If the local authorities have looked at it and are like, we don't know what this is, that at least is fun to hear because you should be able to look at it and go, oh yeah, somebody did. Look, there's there's welding marks there. Yeah. There's an area right here where for screws. They could have, you know, this, yeah. this used to be a fucking basketball pole and <laughs> you know, something like that. So yeah, at least they looked at it and are a little perplexed. That's fun. That is fun. And, um, uh, and and that also happened when we were gone. So, but you do have. I was going to say, if you think that was fun, Jake, I do. I've got something that's really fun for you. What is it? This is a conspiracy query. Oh, okay. Tell them what it is. This is not something that I came up with. This isn't something that I'm trying to convince you of. This is, I'm not saying I do believe or don't believe in it. I'm just wondering if you believe in conspiracy queries. Fair question. All right. Well, this is, I don't even know if this is as much as a conspiracy query either, but I just thought it was awesome. It's more of like a. I, this is like an idea that's cool, yeah. right? Or something. You found This is it. called Dizzy. Dizzy. Uh, have you ever stood up and felt a wave of dizziness? Who hasn't? Uh, have you ever, has it ever been so strong that the black edges appear in your vision as if you were going to pass out? This isn't out of the ordinary to most people, but in fact, it is not a good thing. You want to know why? Oh, I've never done that. We've all done that. I've never been like, oh, that was a good thing. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, the feeling occurs when a demon or a demonic spirit is trying to possess you, Jake, That's and they almost is. succeed. Next time they might win. Are you prepared for it? Yep. I'm fully prepared for a demonic possession. Oh, I'm ready. So yeah, it's saying that when you stand up too fast and you get dizzy and you feel like you're going to pass out, that is because a demon is trying to possess you at that moment. You must fight wow. it. That is fun. I like it, but I've never, I mean, has anyone ever seen someone stand up and go, Whoa, I'm feeling a little, and then turn into a demon. Or I guess, I don't know if you turn into it, you just become possessed by a demon. I mean, it's, yeah. Maybe. It's, well, yeah, because so. you got, sometimes it takes a bit, once it is in you, like it takes a bit to kind of, you know, from all the movies I've seen. Yeah, it's that's not right. like an immediate takeover. No, if it's like the movies, the demon takes over and then all of a sudden the eyes kind of change. Yeah. And they look forward a little bit kind of seriously. They or, like tilt the neck a little bit. Yeah, the, <laughs> oh, the neck tilt that all of that, like this will be creepy. Tilt the neck like a little baby puppy when yeah. you throw a little <laughs> That's not cute and adorable. You know, tilt the neck and then, yeah, and then they and then they put the neck back straight with an assured look on their face like, yes, I am the <laughs> demon now and I'm in control of this person. Yeah, that's right. So if you ever see someone stand up, look a little dizzy, and then do those two looks one after another, you're fucked. Yes. Get out. Get out now. Move that. Go. Don't be that person. Unfriend them yeah. on socials and just don't answer their calls or texts. Mm -hmm. Try not to be in any areas where they would be publicly and move. I think I would say move. For now on, anytime you're, you're sitting down somewhere, if anyone stands up, you got to kill them. If you stand up and then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, they got me, you have to kill yourself. Apparently. Don't kill yourself. Don't That's do that. That's bad because someone will do, I thought it was a demon, you know, and then CNN. You <laughs> Don't know. do that. It's a slippery That's... slope, dude. We say things in the show and with, since we've been gone. Okay, forget it. All right. Yeah, dude, this is a crazy one and a fun idea. Where'd you get this idea? You got it off like, I found, Pinterest, I, I, right? I found this on a, uh, I typed. You know, this is sad. Guys. This is sad. This is what I do. research we do. But yeah, before, before the show started, I literally typed in creepy conspiracies. 
And this popped up, and I was super bummed because uh, I had to just take a picture of it because I couldn't get the page to reload. It was acting all weird, so I can't even tell you like who's Pinterest or anything. Oh, that's I know. We'll credit the person we'll get somewhere it. We'll get the else. credit in like, there. It's someone's Pinterest that has great ideas, and we found some other cool ideas on this Pinterest too. That yeah, I'll probably be using all their stuff in the future. How, how do you feel about this little closing statement? It's just I'm wondering thing. if you believe that when you stand up and get dizzy, it's because a demon is trying to take over your body. It's an interesting thought. And I like how there is no right or wrong answer. You either believe it or you don't, but there's really no proof either way. Yeah, hey, They could make a movie off this one. There is. Um, but there is proof about the next thing, and that is that I have a word that sucks. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've uh, done a, a segment of No More Words, and we we, can't we also use can't use that anymore. Demonetize us as we found it. <laughs> no Not that we're monetized. Like that's the no funny thing. We make no. You, you don't make money off 300 views on YouTube. Okay, <laughs> but we have been told that every single video we've ever put out that has the no more words has been demonetized. In case anyone begins to care in the future. But anyway. It is no more words, and Duddy has a word for you. So should we sing it? Oh yeah, no more, more words. words, no more fucking, more fucking, fucking words. All right, that was so that good. Was good. So this is another word that, and there's been a few words on this segment that we've taken away that have come because I've heard from my daughter and her friends, and then I hear them saying it, and I just go, "Ooh, I hate that word." Yeah. And this one is. Oh yeah. What? Oh no, go for it. This word is sus. Yes. And sus has been on the radar for a minute. I think you brought it up. Luke's brought like this one's been brought up a couple times and we well, hovered around it. But Duddy's had enough. Luke is Luke is young. Yep. We are old. Yep. So Luke came to me with this, I think a month or maybe even two ago. And he was like, yo, there's this word I hate. It's called sus. And I was like, ah. I was like, yeah, I hate that. But I've never heard anyone say it. Yeah. I was like, I don't even, I haven't heard it yet. So I can't, I can't have a segment about a word. I haven't even really, and now, but now, then I started hearing it and now I'm starting to hear it even more. And now it's dipped into my own household. It's in your household. So your daughter started saying sus and well, what do Jack as well? No, it but it, well, it's more my daughter and her friends. You oh, know, okay. my, my daughter's going to be 13 in like a week. Yep. It's, which is just terrifying. But like, so she's at that age, but uh, I hear it. And I got to be honest, I don't like it. So sus is obvious. Sus is short for suspect. And like a lot of these shortenings of words or new fun words, I've talked about it on the show before. Like bling was the coolest thing to say when it first came out. Like little Wayne. And everyone's like, what the fuck is bling? Oh, it's a diamond ring. I get it. The little blinging bling from cartoons. <laughs> and then, then everyone's grandma is saying it and it's no longer fun. Right. So I heard suspect years and years ago. My friend said it. I'll never forget. We were watching two fighters weigh in. One guy looked out of shape and it was my art. My friend Enrique, do okay. you know him? And he's all bro. I forget who the fighter's name was, but he just he leaned in. And he's all bro. Whatever this fighter's name is all he's looking sus. And I just started fucking dying. Uh, because It was the first time I'd ever heard yeah. it. And you didn't hear it much for years. And now I guess why is everyone saying it again right now, Luke? Some video Luke game? Is, yeah, There's Luke like a video is, game, he's saying this game Among Us. Among like, Us. Sus, because what, you could be suspect to be like the killer guy or something? Oh, uh, so they call it sus, right? So everything is sus now. It's this fucking sus pool. Well, I can say that my daughter definitely plays that game. She loves that game. 
<laughs> which oh, is she does Among Us. She plays it. Yeah, apparently you just like one guy's the killer dude, and the other people are just on the ship, and you got to try and figure out who's the bad guy, and he's killing people. And the bad guy's sus. The bad guy's sus. I got it, dude. I got it. So that word's stupid. So we're going back to. So Duddy hates the word sus. He's and it, it is a. It's like a a bling thing, dude. That's what's happened to it. Now it's spread out to just where if everyone's saying sus then no one should say sus again. And one of my favorite things in boxing or any type of combat sport is when someone says you got a suspect chin. Yeah. That's one of the best things ever. When a guy's been knocked out or rattled well, a few times. I don't mind the word suspect. No, I love the word. I'm saying we got to go back to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, what are we supposed to say? A sus chin? It's just not even no. fun. It's a suspect chin. Suspect's a cool word. Yeah. Sounds cool. Like, I don't want to be hearing on the, uh, you know, a murder mystery trial where they're like, do you have your sus? Oh my God. CSI. Episode yeah. Of like got I've the got sus. the sus in the back of my car. I'll take him in. Oh, oh. This is like when perpetrator became perp. I could almost deal with perp. Yeah. I could deal with perp. I got the perp right here. That's right. And we had a friend uh, uh, who Matt day, our old friend, he was in a band. He had a band called the perps. It was a great name. The perpetrators. I think he actually meant it for the perp, the, the purple, perps, the weed, purple, purple weed, I think is what they were going for. I'm really not sure now. I'm actually confused. Yeah. What a great name. Sus uh, is not that. I remember uh, the susses. Was it spruck it? What was it? Cause remember they, they got banned. The perps was like a, they were like a, hard punk band and they would get like crazy mosh pits going and stuff when we were young and mm -hmm. and they got banned from playing a certain venue side by side yes I think. there was a local uh it was called side by side it was a local skate ring and ice rink they were right next to each other hence side by side and it was mainly used for like hockey roller hockey yeah. ice hockey and then just ice skating or whatever but they would allow us when Duddy and I were very, very young, we were in high school, they, they would allow us to rent out this big open back room that they had and we yeah. would have shows and we would do really well. We would bring like 400 local kids in there and we all had punk bands and stuff when yeah. we were younger. Duddy did, I did. And um, in fact, uh, they got two of the guys from the perps, three of the guys from the perps ended up being in HB surround sound, my That's band. Right. And we all ended up playing with the dirty heads. So you know, but anyway, yeah, they were called the perps. They were an awesome punk band and they did. They got banned from playing side by side because I think there was like a fight that broke out during yep. the show. Some it wasn't their fault. They had. Yeah, that was I mean, there was always big mosh pits when they played yes. and they were they were very punk rock. And I awesome think there band. was I think there was like a big fight one night or something and they got banned from playing. And then they 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 just did their name. It was like Spruck It or something. Yes, they, they actually went. They they, <laughs> they they basically flipped their name from the Perps to Sprup It. It was like the Perps backwards. And it was so funny because they were like banned. Everyone knew they were fucking banned. The Perps are banned. And then there comes out this show flyer like this weekend at Side by Side. Sprup It. Sprup It. And my favorite was they all showed up and they all played on stage with the absolutely normal clothes like they would normally wear, but they all had those. Oh masks like the little black strip that kind of just goes over your eyes like a zorro Dude. type little mask so here's and they played in those that, masks right? <laughs> they did play with those zorro masks. here's what happened there the club found out that's that right it was the perps backwards so they the, so the perps were canceled off the show and in comes the new band and oh my god i'm probably gonna get it wrong but it was something along the lines of like El Mariachi yep. or something. They like El Bandolero or the, something. The El Banditos. El like Ban yeah. The <laughs> Los, Los Banditos. Banditos, I believe, was the name of the band. That's right. It was the Perps 
with fucking ice swapples <laughs> on and they just went and played perp songs. It was, oh. I think I'm, that I think you're right. That, yeah, I mean, you're this was you're so totally right. Ago, you guys, yeah. but wowzers. So anyway, that was fun and great. And uh, where were we? What were we I don't even know. Sus? Oh, the word sus. How did we get to this? Perps. The perps. Jesus, Lord Almighty. So that's what happened in our hometown. And you're right, guys. So sus, it's done. I remember the first time I heard it, and it was the funniest thing ever. And then I heard it, you know, used sporadically throughout the last three years or so. So never bothered me, but you're right. Now we're being inundated with sus. And we just like, look, when usually when you heard it here, you heard it last. Or whatever. For sure. Um, you heard it here last. I keep saying <laughs> that wrong. I mean, it's my, you know, but you heard this one here first. We're done with sus. We're sus done with sus. Out. Sus is out. I'm it's, it's out for me. I can't do it. We've gotten rid of lit. We've gotten rid of sus. Now we, we, we well, let's go over some of the ones we've gotten rid of real quick, just to jog our memory. Oh God, man. It's been so long. Oh, it's horrifying lit. I think yeah, Sam Tripoli was on. He got rid of woke. That one wasn't ours, but he brought it up. What's up? Fam, we got rid of fam. We got rid Somebody, of fam. Hey, what's up, fam? No, 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 no. We got no rid more. of, uh, well, we didn't get, did we get rid of Brave or was it just being overused? You know, I, I hmm. suggested we get rid of Brave today. It, we just made fun of Brave because what does it mean anymore, I think? Yeah. If everyone's brave, no one's brave and everyone's brave. Everything's <laughs> brave. Um, so yeah, we got rid of a lot of words anyway and the newest one is sus, so. I mean, if you want to talk, you, you, you can tell them about how, what, how you feel about the word fiance if you want. Oh, this is one that came up on our um, on our Patreon show that we do the Monday morning hangover a couple weeks back. Duddy just randomly said fiance because I believe somebody was at your party. Or yeah. Was at Thanksgiving, right? And yeah. Like, oh, this person. My brother-in-law was there with his fiance. And he just and Duddy said it like an asshole because you have to. You can't just go. He was there and his fiance. You have to be like and his fiance. It like makes you say <laughs> it like a piece of shit. And so I made fun of Duddy, of course. And then we trashed the word fiance for 45 minutes. And it's a horrifying word. <laughs> Here's the problem with fiance. Like nobody wants to say it. If, if someone does want to say it, we have to kill that person. It's one of those people that there's just no one likes, you know, Oh, fiance, fiance, fiance. I think there was a Seinfeld episode where I think there was someone kept saying my fiance. fiance. I can't find my fiance. That's exactly. Yeah. Like, no, that's my fiance. That's where she, that's where she goes. Uh, oh dingo ate my baby. That's right, dude. Seinfeld covers it all. It's either the Simpsons or Seinfeld has covered everything or, or family guy that's ever happened. Oh my goodness. But anyway, it's one of those words. Everyone knows it sucks, but there's no good alternative. We got to come up with what an alternative. Do you pot? And we don't know. This isn't us having an answer for you. This is us going literally. What do you say besides fiance? It's the worst word on earth and you avoid <laughs> it at all times, but no, you can't, there's nothing else. When it, it comes up in a sentence and then you realize it like three or four words ahead that, Oh no. Uh, when I'm going like, Oh, yes. my brother-in-law was, and then I already know like, shit, I'm, I'm going to have to say, to say fiance. fiance. Oh no. And then you, Oh, cause you can't go. And his check. He's going to like, there's going to get married, but they're not like, oh. they're not girlfriend and boy. It's after girlfriend, boyfriend, before, Married future spouse. <laughs> that's just it's, it's fiance. Fuck. It's fiance. Oh god. Oh. I still I I don't even know how Beyonce got famous being that close to fiance. People are like, yeah, but she's very talented and very good looking. I mean, think how hot uh, and good well, we, and talented I think you we have may, to be. But think about that. At one point, Jay-Z. I, we've talked about this before. Yep. This is my fiance, fiance. 
How did dude, how did they not put out a, a do an album together called My Fiance Beyonce? Oh my we are goodness. so mature. We are you heard it here last, everybody. We're doing Beyonce, <laughs> Beyonce. fucking Jay-Z chatter, dude. We're oh, tapping dude. into it. So sus is gone. Fiance is the worst, but there's nothing else to call anyone who's about to get married. That's not at least seven syllables. And it's just too much work. <laughs> so it's fiance. We've said it 3000 times. It's I'm starting to like it. Daddy's my fiance. fiance dude. Everyone's a fiance. Oh, let's make it cool. Should like, we? yo, what's up, fiance? I'm going to start up. Yo, dude, <laughs> you're my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, That's a new oh, fan. Like, you know yo, how quickly it'll what's become? up, my fiancés? You know how quickly it's going to turn into what's up, fiance? Oh, uh, what's up, fiance? Oh, uh, what's up, fiance? Oh, fiance. Oh, no. Yo, Design. my fiancés. I like to introduce y'all to my fiance. <laughs> Beyonce. Yeah, <laughs> my fiance, Beyonce. Okay, oh, dude, we've dope. done enough. Oh, dude, this man. show is terrible, and dude. you all love it because it is. Well, even though this is terrible, it's still the best. And you know what, on though, our worst day. Dad. It's really bad, but it's it's pretty cool that we did take a word that was terrible, fiance. <laughs> we just made it cool, fiance. And doesn't that <laughs> feel good? Feels great. Oh man. And speaking of feeling great on this show, we have some sponsors that make us feel amazing. And one, Koi CBD. We love this company. We love this product. They've been with us since day one. We use this product every day. I do. I take the drops right when I wake up. Um, I love the way it makes me feel. Um, just kind of relieves a little stress in the morning. And uh, it, it, if you're someone out there who has lots of like aches and pains and you're taking over-the-counter meds to try and get rid of these, I honestly give CBD a chance and give Koi CBD a chance. It is amazing. My hands and my wrists, they always hurt, especially in cold weather. I've got tendonitis. And um, when I'm on the road in cold weather playing guitar a lot, my, my wrists, my hands, my fingers, they do. They get super sore. They cramp up. And I use their balm. And now they have an awesome roll-on that's kind of like a what is that called? Icy hot type of roll on uh, that's just packed with CBD. It's an amazing product. So if this sounds good to you, head on over to KoiCBD.com and put in code feel good at checkout and you will get 15% off your first order. Point that's on. right. Yes. And also uh, plug ins keychains. This thing is really cool. Uh, this is like a, it's like a replica to a guitar amp. They have a Marshall and they have a Fender and it's a keychain. It's a key holder. Uh, you put your car keys on it or whatever. And it's, uh, it's got like a quarter inch cable head on it. And that's what you plug into your amp. So boom, you got your keys on your keychain. You hang this on your wall somewhere. Boom, you get home, you plug your keys in. It's time to go. Well, you know where your keys are. They're in your amp head that's on your wall. Boom. Bam it's the perfect time for this. It's Christmas. It's and you can have these. You can order them online, have them sent to who, you know, wherever you want them sent to. But we've said it before. There's no one that you know that that loves music or doesn't or, or plays guitar or whatever that won't love this. It's just yeah. one of those gifts that no one will expect because it's a it's a unique item. But when they get it, everyone agrees that it's awesome. It's awesome. I've had one on my wall for a few years, uh, even before they were a sponsor. And it's just a really cool product. And like he said, everyone thinks I've had so many people come to my house and just go, oh, my God, that's so awesome. I have to get one of those. One of those ideas where as soon as you see it, you go. Why the hell didn't I think of that? Like, yeah. that of course. That's yep. 
perfect. And then you imagine all the other things you could do that with, but it's a great gift for the music lover. It's I'll awesome. Every time. If this sounds good to you, head on over to pluginskeychains.com and that's plugins with a Z and that's P L U G I N Z keychains.com this product right here is called the jack rack and uh if you put in code duddy b at checkout you will get 20 percent off every order that's right every order 20 percent off you heard it here people <laughs> you heard it here people you heard it here people all right all um, right so coming out of the sponsors, obviously we're all feeling good. And we teased this a little bit earlier that we do have an, an interview coming up. So this one is, you were able to do a Zoom interview with Dan Sheehan. And, yep. Um, this is, he's the, the co-owner and like basically the main promoter of, of Cali Roots, which is just a huge uh, reggae rock festival out here on the West Coast. Dirty Heads have played it a billion times. My band HB Surround Sound has played it. Um, and uh, let's just kick into that interview with you and Dan, Dan Sheehan, right now. Yes, all right, we are here. Well, I am here, Jake is not here, but I am with uh, Dan Sheehan. Uh, oh, what, so co-owner of the Cali Roots, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah, co-owner, producer, talent buyer, operator, yeah. yeah. And you've been yeah. with them since what, the third year, I believe? The third, yeah, the third year I came on, um, you know, we started, uh, you know, you guys actually headlined the first year um, yep. in, 2000, in 2010 uh, when my partner Jeff started it. Um, and it kind of started as a backyard party and uh, kind of evolved into something that uh, uh, kind of grew legs. And uh, in year three, I came on and, and did all the talent buying and brought my team on and, uh you know, kind of grew it from there. And the rest is kind of, uh, kind of history from kind of where it started at with, I think you guys, I think the first year was 1800 people the first year. Um, second year was 2,500. And then uh, third year we sold out in advance um, at like 7,500. And uh, the next year, you know, we moved into uh, the bigger part of the venue, um, which we call the bowl. Um, and, you know, we did, uh, I think we did 12,000 that year. Um, and I mean, it's been, we had one, we had one slower year, but other than that, I mean, I think, you know, it was, it was, it, we've, we've sold out or come close to sell out since, you know, um, you know, and you know, like we've all kind of grown in this scene, you know, we've like, we're, we're part of the growth, but we, you know, the, the scene growing was part of our growth too, you know? So it was, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty awesome. It's been wild to watch, man. It's been really cool to be a part of and just to see it all grow. And, and like you said, that, that first Cali Roots that we were uh, uh, lucky enough to be a part of, it felt like a backyard party. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. we weren't lying. Like, I believe that one of, if not like the smallest stage now at Cali Roots was the only stage. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we call that, that's the OG stage, which is actually yep. turned into kind of like our streaming stage now. Cause we went to a two stage format. Um, I think two years ago, I, I went to a two, two stage format. And so that third stage, which is the stage you guys played on the first year, which we call the OG stage um, has become like a streaming stage, a pop-up session stage. We put a streaming set on there. Um, Weed Maps sponsored it a couple of years ago. We had like a thousand bean bags out there. Um, so <laughs> that's that space at the festival is really nice. And I, I think people, you know, we definitely want to pay homage to uh, pay homage to that stage, you know, so that's, yeah, that's kind totally. of where it started from, you know? No, yeah, it's, it's, it's it. 
it's pretty cool to you know look back at that and then you know look at where it is now and shit hopefully (laughs) hopefully we can get back to that but i don't know i mean that it's pretty wild to think uh i don't think that a lot of people you know they think they think of oh my god these bands can't tour so obviously they're thinking of the bands they don't think of all the other aspects that are also being affected all the other jobs and like for a a show promoter someone whose job is to put on huge festivals i mean that just pretty much it's shut down that industry for who knows long how long because i mean i don't know the future but i'm guessing even when things do all open back up i'm sure humongous festivals are going to be one of the last things oh absolutely absolutely i mean this is i mean i mean this is you know this has become a daily conversation you know that i have with you know managers and agents and colleagues and stuff it's like when are we going to come back especially in the state of california like we're going to be I mean, we were the first ones to shut down we're going to be the, pretty much the last ones to open back up and then the event space within this within this state like we're going to be like you said i mean festivals will probably be the last thing to come back online um you know, and, you know, I also, I'm also part owner in a few venues around, around the state too. And it's like, you know, all those, I mean, we're, you know, those are completely shut down and, um, you know, that has definitely affected, you know, affected, you know, my staff and, and, you know, it's affected us. It's affected, you know, everybody that we work with. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're first starting, it's like, you know, it's like, well, you got to diversify, diversify your business and say, all right, we did like, we got, we have venues and festivals and like, and then, you know, no one expects something to come along that's just going to completely like pretty much, I mean, shut us down, stop us in our tracks instantly. I mean, it happened instantly, you know, Instant. Uh, um, I mean, March 13th is kind of one of those days that will always loop. I think with a lot of us, it's like, that was the day when it's just like, it, I mean, it shut down. Um, and, uh, you know, and I can remember having conversations with people starting in January, you know, cause like, you, you know, we saw this thing coming from, you know, they, they were talking about it in China and like, we saw it coming and in February they really start to ramp up the conversations. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, this thing is like, it's here. And it's like, it's going to, it's going to affect everything that we do, you know, and everything that we built, you know, all of us, I mean, you guys, us, I mean, it's like everything we built is, is, you know, is definitely being tested right now. You know? Um, yeah it's yeah. crazy i mean me and rome were on our acoustic tour when it all mm-hmm. started happening and and you know it's very easy when you're out there on the road in a bus to kind of get locked in your little yep. bus bubble in your own little world you might be in a different state or city every day but you're in your own little world when you're mm-hmm. and, it, and it was our, and we were like hearing about it little by little but we weren't like following the news and you know <laughs> it was one of those things that we were just kind of hearing about, but it wasn't affecting our little traveling bubble, you know? And then all of a sudden it was like, guys, tours canceled. Everyone has to go home. And it was just like, wait, what the fuck? Got home. And it was just, (laughs) it's never been the same since, man. Absolutely. It's, it's never been the same since. And, and, you know, I'm a strong believer that, you know, once we get through this, like things will be robust. And I, I do believe that, once we get through this, I think shows will go through the roof. I think festivals will be, you know, in high demand. I think artists, like, I, I think everybody's numbers are going to go up after this, just because I mean, there's such a, you know, a, a you know, a built-up demand right now. Plus, I mean, it's you know, it's like it, you don't really know what you, you know, what you're missing until it's gone. You're like, damn, dude, like, you know, it, it, we kind of took this all for granted. You know, it's like, well, you know, it's like, you know, we'll do our festival, we'll do our show, and like, you know, like I'll go to the Catalyst and see a show whenever any night of the week anytime i want it's like now it's like god dude like i i 
it's just to show that I'm producing, but just to show that, you know, that, uh, you know, that I'm actually attending, you know, just as a fan, you know, yeah. it's like those little things no. like, God, man, I missed that, you know? Yeah. It is, so. man. It's crazy. And it's, uh, it is wild. It's one of those things too, that now it's like, uh, in the back of your head, just a little bit, it's like, did I play like my last like huge show? Mm. You know, like, like, did did that happen? Like, obviously I feel like there'll be big concerts again in our time or not, but they're like, you know, there's always that little thought in the back of your head. Like what if even when it does open up, they're still not going to let 10,000 people at Red Rock, you know, it might only be 2,500 at Red Rock now, you know, and it's going to be things like thoughts like that. Like, have I, it's my biggest show in the past, you know, and it's like, and that's a kind of a crappy thing to think about. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100% with you. And that's, you know, those are, those are things that kind of wake, wake me up in the middle of the night. It's like, damn, dude, oh. like, is that like, is that like, did I actually, did I produce my last festival? Our, our last festival was, you know, three weeks before the shutdown in Arizona. We did Arizona Roots um, right outside of Phoenix. And I'm like, God, is that our last festival? Like, and, and you know, I, 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 I deep inside, I, I know we're going to come back. I know festivals will happen again. I know amphitheater tours will happen. And I know stadiums will happen. It's just like, but like, there's definitely times now where like you question it. Like, is it like, is it really going to happen again? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. damn, like, are, like, is this like, you know, is this, you know, is this real life happening right now? So yeah, it, um, it, it's hard to think of like, oh yeah, they're just going to be like, oh, open it up, sell it out, go ahead. You know, it's like, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a while to get to that. Even once things yeah. do open up those, you know, sold out like i was for instance red rocks i'll say that again because it's easy but yeah those ten thousand person red rock yep. shows that's not going to be happening for years i feel like you know and absolutely and that's yeah. just fucking terrible yeah. to think about <laughs> yeah we we have uh we have a really good friend uh a promoter uh duderman in florida and, oh yeah uh, i know duderman yeah and we i always joke with him like dude like i mean you got an extra bedroom because like i'm moving to florida and we're just going to do shows in florida because like <laughs> florida is going to be like the last frontier of shows you know it's like that's oh where shows God. are happening you know yeah, um and it's wild yeah. I know. It's like anywhere in the Southeast, I mean, Texas. I mean, I think, again, like I said earlier, California, we're going to be like, I mean, we're going to be probably the last ones back on, you know? So, um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, at the same time, I want everybody to be safe, but other times, you know, and that's extremely important, but it's definitely like frustrating. You know, it's like, you know, especially being a promoter, it's like you drive around, like you see the bars and you see the restaurants all like cracking. There's people, you know, like, I drive past this brew pub and like it's you know it's packed in the outside air. I'm like, damn, dude, yeah. but like we can't do shows, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, and and we've looked at the drive-ins. I know you guys have done a bunch of drive-ins and yeah, you know, and you know, as you guys know, I mean, it's that the margins are really thin on them, you know. And it's like as a promoter, where it's like we're like, you know, it's like I'm like, God, dude, like it just doesn't. The math is doesn't doesn't add up for us, you know. Um, no, the the math is tough with them, and as much as sorry <clears throat> i totally enjoyed getting with the dudes and playing playing the show and it mm-hmm. seemed like people that come out to the drive-ins were enjoying themselves and yep. i think that even like some of the older crowd at the drive-in shows they kind of preferred that they're like this is great yep. i get my own little spot i could like barbecue next to my car yep. Like, yep. like yeah that sounds great but um yeah it's tough like you said though it's like you can't fit as many cars in a venue yep. as you can people and it's just it's it's wild so it's like as much as bands and that was another thing going forward that i was terrified of because as much as bands are going to want to get right back out there is it going to make sense financially because if these same venues that they're normally going you know used to playing at 
let's say you're used to playing at a 3000 person venue and now they can only put, you know, 800 people in there. Yep. What, so do the bands just play for way less or do they have to skyrocket tickets? You know, like, I know. Yep. Yep. I'm yep. sure that's and something that, on your guys' mind as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's only, I mean, there's only like, what we don't want this is I don't want the live entertainment space to become like this elitist where you have to like, you got to like, it's, you know, a ticket that used to be $25 now is 75 to a hundred dollars. Like, and this is, you're going to take out a lot of your core audience that you've built the band on. We built our brand on. Like, it's like those kind of people, like, we don't want to take those people out of the mix. It's like, and a lot of our fans, like, you know, are, they're, they're, you know, they're also out of work right now. They're either in the service industry or they're in other industries that have been greatly affected by what we do, you know? And, uh, you know, and so it's, uh, it's definitely a, you know, it's, you know, taking all those things into, into consideration. You know, the other thing that we're doing, you know, a lot of is like, we're really putting a lot of emphasis into when we do come back to fully selling tickets, like payment plans, you know, it's like, you know, I think giving the fans an option where they can do a $19 ticket, you know, that's, you know, a deposit on a $200 festival ticket and they pay it once a month. It's like, that's going to help a lot of fans as we kind of all dig out of the hole that, that we're in right now, you know, um, totally. you know, and it's, uh, I mean, we're talking about that on some of like, you know, like some of our, our amphitheater shows, like it's a $40 ticket. Well, can we do a payment plan on that? And like you pay a $10 deposit and then you pay $10 every month for four months, you know? And so yeah, it's, you know, it's cause like, we don't want like people need live music. You know I mean? Like we need live music. I'm like, I, I, oh I, tell, I tell, I tell friends all the time. It's like, God, dude, like my cup, my cup is empty because I haven't like seen live music, let alone put on a, put on an event. Like, I, I mean, this is what drives me. You know, it's like, this yeah. is, you know, what, what I'm going to do, like, go get a job at, you know, Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. It's like, no, man, like, this is what I do. Like, this is my thing. And like, and like, you know, and to not have it, uh, you know, since March is definitely, uh, you can feel the, like the effects of it, you know? So no, um, man, I, it's a hundred percent, man. Like I, I honestly, right now, it kind of gives me the same feeling as like, I played baseball my whole life growing up. I played mm-hmm. through high school and I did like a little travel ball after high school. And I think, I don't know about 19 or 20, I kind of, I, I was done with baseball you right. know, move on. And then it's one of those things where it was like, yeah, I was like, okay, I think I'm done with baseball. I'm going to move on. But man, after I hadn't played baseball for like six months or a year, it was like, Oh my God, dude, yep. like, this yep. is weird. Am I like not going to play baseball like anymore? Is that part of my yeah. life? Like gone. <laughs> and it's yep. like, that's yep. like that live show feeling. It's like, yep. I swear sometimes I'm like sit, sitting in my house and it's just so quiet. And I'm just like, I have nothing to do and I really yep. don't have anything on my plate in the future besides like doing the podcast and stuff. Yeah. You know? like, yep. It's yep. wild. Yep. It is wild, man. And, but again, I do feel that like we will get through this and, and things will yeah. be stronger than ever. It's just, it's just weathering the storm, you know, cause like even with a vaccine and you know, all these other things that are happening, like it still doesn't make large gatherings possible you know and yeah. and but 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 it but we will get through it and it's yeah. going to be again it's it's uh you know it's i uh, you know i do feel that uh, the agile and the nimble and the the, the creative you know will get through this it's it's the businesses yeah. or the you know that are already up against the ropes that were already struggling before this happened it was the you know i i worry about some of the smaller bands that like you know can't Dude. can't get out there and grind it out and tour and build that fan base you know and like they have to rely solely on streaming and other aspects to get it out there. And, and I mean, that's a, you know, a lot of bands are putting out some really good music, um, but 
it's also like, I mean, it's, it's challenging not to be able to have the road to like grow, you know? It's hard to grow your audience without getting out there in front yep. of the people. And it's so yep. hard. I've, I've talked about this, uh, you know, with our band and other bands and stuff too, is like, I feel so bad for young bands right now who were kind of just getting going, just yep. getting started, maybe, maybe had their first big summer tour booked for last yep. summer and it Absolutely. got canceled and now they have never gotten to really go tour and they're just, Oh my God, it's terrible. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think about that all the time. It's like, and, and so we're trying to create something within Cali Roots that we can kind of give these bands a platform because we've always felt that our stage has been a platform to, for these younger bands to grow. And 100%. how do we provide, how do we provide that platform virtually, you know, in the time being? So we're kind of working on, I mean, there's bands like, you know, like Tropodelic and Bumpin' Uglies and Article Sound System and Cashed Out. And like, these bands are like right on the cusp of like really kind of breaking out, you know? And like, I mean, I mean, Tropodelic's latest album is, is fire. And it's like, and, it's great. Know, which yeah. Is, which is, which is something that I think will, will help them elevate. Same thing with Bumpin' Uglies. I think, you know, those guys, it's like, it's a matter of like, I think they, you know, they'll be able to put out a bunch of new music, but like, you still need that road to like service those new fans and like build off that fan base that you've, you know, you've gathered during streaming stuff. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time, man. It's an interesting it, time, but you it know, is, man. And uh, I, 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 you know, it's uh, those, those, those little bands, the younger, the smaller bands have definitely been on my mind. Like, how do we help them? You know? And so, um, so we're trying to develop something on the calories platforms that we can do that. And, yep. you know, when this, when all this first happened, like the streaming stuff, like everybody was all about it, man. And then I think it oh, yeah. ran its course a little bit, you know what I mean? Cause like people are like, you know, like they like, they're like, I want to be there, you know, like I want to feel the music and, and uh, I mean, it's still working to a degree, but I think, uh, I think people got, you know, the, you know, when bands were just doing something in their, you know, in their living room or something, I think that kind yeah. of, you know, that kind of ran its course a little bit. Um, you know, and I think I it was very fun right at first, you know, it was new. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. 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 But uh, I mean, shit. And I think too, it also comes down to where people it's like, well, I, I played all my songs. <laughs> so exactly. you know, we, yep. we did every single album in order all the way through that we've ever done. It was like, after that, it was like, well, fuck, we can't really, <laughs> we just yeah. played every song. Sorry, guys, we're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's, uh, like you said, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, we're going to, you know, it's, we're going to get through it, man. It's just, uh, like you said, some days are harder than others. <laughs> totally, you man. Know, you know, the, you know on, on the Cali Root side, I'm, I'm fortunate that we, we have, uh, we have a solid name, we have a solid brand. So we were able to pivot into, kind of how the, how this thing started, like selling merch, you know, and, yep. you know, and selling a lot of it and like really kind of oh, like awesome. leaning into, leaning into that, you know, and like, all right, how do we create something that we can continue to bring in revenue, but also keep us relevant? You know, it's like, you know, it's like, if this thing doesn't happen, I mean, you know, if this thing doesn't happen in 2021, like, you know, and we have to go all the way to 2022, you know, that's three years since the last band played calories till the next band plays calories. That's three years. You know, that's it's like, it's crazy. Like, it's wild about. to think about. Yeah. When you say it out loud, you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, wow. you know, so it's, uh, I'm like, my daughter was four the last time. She's going to be almost seven. You know, it's like, I start putting that, I'm like, damn, dude, like, is this really happening? So, um, you know, we haven't made that decision yet, but it's like, you know, like I said, you know, we're, we're fortunate that we, uh, we're able to sell a lot of merch and, you know, and it's just a matter of like, how do we keep that going? And, and, you know, it might be something that in the long run, you know, turns out to be, 
a new portion of the business that's successful and, and, you know, and, and all everything that we're dealing with right now was, you know, at least there's a lot of good that will come out of it. So. No, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. And I think that Cali roots is definitely much more than uh, just a festival, you know, it's become, you know, a brand brand said, it's almost kind of like a lifestyle. You know, this is a scene. This is a very lifestyle scene. And I think that the fans, just like the bands all feel like we're all part of something like there's this awesome cool scene we've all seen it grow from nothing into what it is and it it feels it feels like you know or you're part of it if you are part of it so obviously you would want to buy some merch and rock it you know so it makes total sense to me yeah and and you know we've you know like that's that's our whole thing it's like how do we how do we capture that and how do we capture you know, how do we capture, you know, everybody that wants to be there, but that has been there um, and also kind of keep, re- you know, like I said, keep relevant, keep people remembering and keep people like, no, like, I, I can't wait for this to come back, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, and so that's kind of our, our whole, uh, our whole push with the brand, you know, and, and, you know, it's like, we've got our, you know, Altamont Brewery puts out, a, you know, they have our own, we have our own beer, yeah. you know, we have our own cannabis line. And so it's like, how do we kind of keep putting those things out to kind of yeah. keep bringing in you know like i said revenue is great but like we also got to you know i want to keep, keep make sure that we stay keep, keep keeping everybody's eyes you know so well you guys also have your radio uh yep. show now on the joint on sundays yep. i believe uh it's on it's on it's on fridays and it, fridays. it goes friday saturday sunday um, okay that's right and uh yeah i mean that's you know that's you know that's been great i mean it, it's been awesome i mean playing you know, bands that kind of, you know, that are such a big part of this scene, some of the newer bands, but like also like showcasing, you know, a lot of the roots artists, you know, and like, and like playing your, you know, your Augustos Pablos and your Burning Spear and, and, you know, the Itals and, you know, kind of showcasing some of those bands, you know what I mean? So, my dog's over here. Yeah. No, no worries. <laughs> my dog's over here trying to get me to play ball with her. I'm like, get that. <laughs> I, I get it, man. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have that, you know, and, and seriously has been great to us and and you know we're able to you know play a bunch of new music and and you know a bunch of older stuff and just kind of keep pushing again you know keep pushing the name out there you know so um definitely that's uh, awesome yeah and i'm you know i'm I'm able to you know i'm you know i'm I'm the host for the second hour so you know i have a lot of uh radio history uh from my days in guam i was a i was a dj in guam for almost two years um you know i lived out there randomly um and i how did that come about um, I was, uh, you know, a friend of mine's family owns, um, owns a couple radio stations out there and, uh, he lives in the Bay area. Um, this is gosh, 98. Um, oh, wow. and uh, he said, he said, Hey man, my, my, you know, my family you know, has a, has a radio station that returned to all Island and reggae music. And, uh, I was like, cool, man. So I actually went out there to be the music director. And then I was a DJ. Um, I was on Monday through Friday, six to 10 at night. Um, I Dan, the red eye bandit, um, and, uh, <laughs> You know, it was, uh, I mean, it was great, man. It was, you know, I was able to put on, I, you know, I was able to use like the radio stations money to put on, to put on shows as well. Oh, that's um, awesome. So I, I kind of cut my teeth on that and moved back to California and, uh, you know, uh, you know, did, uh, you know, did some cultivating and, uh, did, and, and, uh, you know, started to do shows, you know, so, yep. um, and, uh, you know, here we are, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> 20 years later, man. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been it's been a wild ride and, and like I said man it's you know this is this is the scene in the world that I'm in you know like I don't want to like I, I don't want to change it you know so no I'm not, try, I'm not trying to you know become something you know else you know I mean 
you know, this is what, this is what I do. So um, I'm super passionate about it and I love it, you know, so. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. We had the pleasure of playing Guam one time, time and uh, we did like that. They did some reggae shows like on the beach. Yep. You know the venue I'm talking about? Yep, yep. Okay, so as being someone who's from there and, and maybe you could shine a little more light on this to me because so there's the beach, the stage is over here on the left, and then over to the right, there's like the rocks that you can walk out. There's like a trail. Do you yep. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Hey, so me and Matt, it may have just been me and Matt. Um, we were like, oh, let's go walk that trail out to the end. Holy crap. Have you, what is up with the humongous spiders up here? Over there? <laughs> have you seen these fucking things? Oh, yeah. They're, they're like cane like spiders. Oh, my God. And it was funny because we were like halfway through the trail, and then I noticed one. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, there was two different types. There was like the ones that had like the little bodies and like super long skinny legs. And those yeah, were yeah. big. But then there was these ones that the bodies were like the size of a fist, jet black with like big, oh, thick God. legs. Yeah. And yeah. once we noticed one, then it was like, oh shit. And then we started looking and then we started realizing that they were all over, like oh, all fucking over. And we literally yeah. like crawled out of that trail. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like a wild jungle there. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's brown tree snakes, these giant oh. snakes that live there. So yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's super tropical, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it so was beautiful. Yeah, it's super beautiful, and it was, I mean, I can remember the first time I got there, walking off the plane, and just, like, dripping sweat, you know, like, because, I mean, I, I, I grew up in Hawaii, so I was, I was, like, used to the humidity, and when I moved there, I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is, like, I mean, it's, like, 100% humidity, I can remember getting off the plane, it's, like, dripping sweat, you know, um, yeah, Guam, uh, Guam was fun, Guam was a lot of fun, it was, uh, I uh, bounced out of there after uh, we got hit by, like, three typhoons in a row, it was, like, Cause like mm. it's raining Typhoon Alley is what they call Typhoon Alley. It's like oh, this, yeah. this last one that hit when I was there was I think it was Pong Song Wa, it was like 2001, and uh, it was like sustained gust of 210 miles an hour. Like these things make hurricanes in the U.S. look like little tropical storms, man. These things were crazy. So, and being oh, in yeah. the house and like the whole like all the the walls were like folding in. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, like, yeah, no thanks. Like, I'm, I'm out, out here. Yeah, I'm out, man. So I'll go deal with some earthquakes. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So move back to Northern California and uh, yeah, start doing shows. That's um, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, I guess I want to try and ask. If we've had in the past. It's been a while. You know what's funny, man? It's from all this uh, that's happened. Is you know. We, we used to do a show in a studio and we had like a team right. helping and we were constantly booking guests and obviously it was easy to get guests. And, uh, and then all this happened. We had to take the show kind of two miles in the warehouse doing the show ourselves. It's been right. super hard to get guests. Obviously it's hard to get guests to come in. So yeah, yeah. me and my brother kind of changed the show around to still make it work. So we haven't been having guests a lot lately and it's like, so this is great. We haven't had a guest in a bit, but, um, uh, well, we used to do when we had a lot of these band guys in is we would ask and we had a segment called uh, One Time at Band Camp. Oh, and, and it was just right. a chance for them if they have any stories that stands out of all their time touring or whatever. But I thought it'd be great. I'm sure you have to have some sort of stories from, you know, putting on all these huge festivals. I mean, there's yeah. no way that something crazy hasn't happened at least one time. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a bunch. I mean, one that comes to mind is uh, we were we used to do a lot of shows in Hawaii. Um, and uh, so we would do, you know, we would do Oahu, Maui, Big Island, Kauai. 
and uh, we did a show on Kauai, and uh, it was, uh, I believe it was actually, I think it was Soja, and they had special guest gentlemen, um, and uh, and so we were doing it at this place called uh, One Love Gardens, and uh, back roads venue, um, and uh, we were doing it, there was kind of residential area around it, and uh, I, I didn't know the rules, and you know, it's like, I mean, we just start blocking the road with our cars, and you know, we had this whole thing blocked up and, uh, you know, all of a sudden the locals came down from up, 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 you know, up a little higher on the road and they came down and like, it started, started yelling at us. And then the cops came, um, and, and then I got arrested. They arrested me for obstruction of, I mean, I forgot what the thing was, but like total got arrested at one of my shows, um, got taken to jail and I uh, got released, you know, as soon as I got there, but, but uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I've never been arrested at one of my own shows. Uh, but oh, I mean, wow. it, 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 yeah, it got, it got, pre- I mean, it got pretty ugly there for a second. And then when I, re- you know, when I think about it, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I'd be pissed off too if I lived up the street and these guys are doing a show at a you know venue that's not really like allowed to have shows. And all of a sudden you're bringing 3000 people there. Um, blocking the roads. Know, so, <laughs> yeah. Blocking the roads. And it's like, you know, it's like, even though I grew up on Hawaii, you know, grew up on Oahu, you know, the, you know, the local, they were like, who's this holiday guy bringing, you know, doing this, blocking our roads cops came you know had a couple words with me and then uh yeah took me to jail and uh and i, I can remember i, I would say i needed to go back to Kauai to go to court which i ended up getting out of somehow um but uh <laughs> yeah i mean it was like the first and only time i've ever been arrested at one of my shows um you know so i mean it was i guess it was kind of a problem moment too you know it's like yeah he gets arrested you know it's like i you know for not like being not for not doing shady shit you know what i mean like it's not like i was stealing money from the band or anything you know it's like yeah, yeah, I, wasn't, yeah. You know, I got arrested for you know blocking the roads you know so um yeah i think that's one of the milder one of the milder stories <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't want to yeah, get we, any bands, bands in trouble yeah <laughs> yeah no it's uh yeah we've uh i yeah as you can tell as you know say so you definitely see some things and, and are part of things uh in the in that backstage atmosphere so <laughs> yeah i bet i so, bet man, man but uh but yeah it's uh you know we, you know I, I miss doing shows in hawaii we did a lot of shows there and uh you know we just kind of realized that uh you only make money on Oahu and uh, the neighbor islands kind of get, you know, kind of get, you know, it gets pretty hard. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my, uh, that's my, uh, that's my story. So. Whatever. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. Um, shit. Is there anything else you want to go over? No, nah, man, that, that's pretty much it, man. I, you know, I just really thank you for the time on this, man. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to you know, do more of these and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy kind of, uh, you know, now, now I have a little bit more free time, you know, so I can uh, yeah. kind of uh, mentally, I can kind of carve out time to do these things. So I appreciate the, I appreciate you guys having me on. No, man, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And honestly, I think, I think those are going to really lo- love hearing like the inside of just, you know, putting on a show and how that's yeah. you know, been, been affected too. Not, it's not just the bands that are affected. There's a, it's a whole yeah. world of people that have just been shut down, you know, and it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a crazy. Whole, a whole yeah, there's a whole ecosystem. I mean, there's, you know, obviously there's the promoters and the, the stagehands and, you know, the oh. restaurants around venues and, and yeah. you know, all that stuff. I mean, there's so many things that are affected by this. And I mean, there's, yeah. as I mean, as you know, it's like, I mean, you know, people in the live entertainment industry and in the touring space, it's like, you know, this, this is what, I mean, this is like, we're not, you know, we're not made for other jobs. You know what I mean? Like, oh. this is like what we all do. And like, and this oh. is, I mean, we have, we have so many staff that work our events that like they go from gig to gig to gig. I mean, that's what they do, you know, and, and what they do. they've been doing it for years and they love it, you know? And so, yeah. you know, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we all get, uh, we all, we get through this and we all can uh, get back together. And I, I look forward to, to, uh, 
seeing you in person at a show uh, soon. <laughs> yeah, you too, brother. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. I appreciate it again. And, and, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll be chatting soon, but in person. And yeah, if you're ever Definitely. down, you know, this way, come in and, and jump in the bunker here and do a podcast with me and my brother. We'll, we'll do the whole thing. We'll do, man. Right on, we'll man. You have perfect. a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Questions. Ask us any question you want. All right. Here we go. That was an awesome little uh, chat I had there with Dan. Thanks a lot for him for stopping by. Uh, as you can see, I'm now by myself. Jake had to leave, so I'll be doing these questions alone. So if you had any of these questions for Jake, sorry, we'll try and get to him next week when he's back. But let's go with Brandon Allen. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'll, if you're listening to this and, and you're enjoying the show and uh, you want a chance to ask me and Jake questions that we will answer on the show, get your name mentioned and also get four extra bonus episodes every month. We do a Monday morning hangover show for our Patreon members. So if you want to help the show out, get four bonus episodes a month and also have a chance to ask me and Jake questions that we will answer on the show. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash feeling good with Duddy. You could sign up there. That's my spiel. Thank you. Uh, but this is one of our Patreon members. This is Brandon Allen. He says, not a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I know you're both into MMA. Watch the series called Kingdom on Netflix. It's about MMA family and all they go through to get ready for fights. It's fucking awesome, he says. Keep up the good work. You guys rock. Thank you, Brandon. Um, I haven't seen that show, but I might check that out. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sarah... Sarah and T-Bird says, any other holiday merch coming out besides the new Feeling Good with Duddy stuff? Glad to see the Skate Gang merch backed by popular demand. Um, no, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be putting out any more new merch this year. Um, yeah, but we did get the Skate Gang merch back up on the website. Some people were asking about it. So if you do want to get some Feeling Good with Duddy merch and some uh, Feeling Good with Duddy Skate Gang merch, you can head on over to our website and get to our uh, merch store from there. We do have some Christmas stuff up there right now as well, some mugs and other things. So you can check it out. Let's see here. M Michelle Nachetsky says, are your Christmas tree ornaments themed, color schemed, or are they meaningful family ornaments? Um, well... We do two Christmas trees. We have one in our living room and then we have one in our den. The one in our living room is one where it's like, you know, you could see it from the front through the window, you know, so we make that one uh, really nice. It's more just kind of like white lights with, it's themed, I guess you would say it's white. It's a whitish goldish theme. Really, you know, she makes it look all nice cause it's, you could see it from the front of the house. But the one in our den is more fun. We do like, it's a big one. We do colorful lights and we have a bunch of like, you know, sillier ornaments. And then we have a bunch of like the ones from like, you know, all the kids every year as they're growing older and all that stuff. So I, we got two, we do both. We do the classy one and we do the fun one. Uh, Cynthia says, would you rather always smell poop in your nose or always taste pee in your mouth? What the fuck? Why? You don't really want to know that answer. <laughs> I want both of them to be on your head. Um, uh, I would have to go poop smell, right? I don't know. I don't want to taste pee all day. I don't want to do either. I don't want to do either. 
Uh, Melissa Nelson says, oh, this is a perfect question for this show. She says, Fal- uh, favorite Cali Roots stage to perform on? Personally, I loved all the Dirty Heads Cali Roots performances, but my favorite favorite was the 2013 performance on the OG Big Stage. Um, yeah, I mean, God, it's been an amazing experience every time we've played Cali Roots, the the shows are always so fun, but I don't know. Maybe it's something about the bowl. I think the bowl's pretty fun feeling. Uh, that might be my favorite. Um, Lynn Hanyoist, sorry, I know I said that wrong. Says I hung out in the park across the street from the hotel when you stayed. <laughs> oh, creepy! I stayed in the Syracuse. Uh, stayed in Syracuse, July two thousand nineteen. Duddy B, when you're on tour and a fan knocks on your bus door, how do you guys handle that? I'm asking in case I ever find your tour bus again. Laugh out loud. Honestly, it just depends on the what's going on at that time, you know, like how how we're feeling, what we're doing. It's like, you know, I've had times where I've been like, you know, I maybe everyone else on the bus is up in the hotel room. I'm by myself. I'm kind of in PJs, just lounging, doing something. And, and people will knock on the bus door and it's like, I'm just not going to open it at that moment. I'm, you know, I'm chilling. I'm in PJs and I'm, I'm fucking tired. But there's also times when you're out there and you're hanging and it's just a couple dudes and you're having some drinks or something. And, and someone knocks on your door and you look out and you're like, ah, fuck it. Let's go out. We'll, we'll take some photos. We'll hang out for a second and then we'll jump back on. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I guess... Luck of the draw. Uh, Fister Dumptastic says, Duddy, let's talk about Swim Team. What inspired the album title? Stallone is a legit hilarious banger, and I feel it does not get enough love. I don't believe you guys have ever played it live. Why not? Um, thank you. I actually really like Stallone, too. That was a fun one. Um, you know, obviously making that one and putting that out, we didn't think it was going to be a huge smash hit or anything, but we just had fun with it. We thought the beat was really cool. The guitar lick was super cool. And uh, we just made some funny raps, and we put out a fun song um yeah it didn't go over very well but i think it happens a lot when we put out new albums because people are expecting something or they want something and then we put out something completely different than what they were hoping for and i think stallone was that for a lot of people people were just like what is this but you know what happens a lot is those same people a couple months down the line end up coming back going oh man after i actually listened to it a bunch i love this track not all of them some people still absolutely hate it and that's fine too uh Kristen Beck says okay do you say legged like legged or do you say it like legged for example three leg legged fox <laughs> that's so stupid but I guess I say legged three legged three legged fox three legged fox three legged fox three legged fox that's that's that sounds more f- like that just rolls off a little easier I feel like I would say legged I've never thought about it legged you can't tell the difference between legged and legged, Luke? Luke's over there talking to me. Sorry. Um, she's saying, what do you say? She's asking me, do I say legged or legged? And I guess I say legged. Three-legged fox. Three-legged fox. That's a three-legged fox. That's a three-legged fox. I don't know. Damn you. Um... Wolfman, Wolfman Duff Consuinu. <laughs> I always say that one wrong. That's impossible to say. It's not my fault. In Can't Sit Here, the lyrics, please put your two fingers up. Is that a double FU or a piece? That is a piece. That is a peace sign. Uh, let's see here. 
let's see here. Tony Rivera says, question for both of you. Oh, I'll have to answer for him. What's your go-to dirty head song that puts you in a good mood or just gives you good vibes after a long day? Mine will always be That's All I Need. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I've talked about it here before. And not that I don't like our music. I love it. Um, but I don't listen to my music. I'm not like, ooh, I need to pick me up. I'm going to put on a dirty head song. <laughs> that would be pretty weird. Uh but I'm glad that you have one, and I'm glad that's all I need. Uh, helps give you a little pick pick me up. I love that. Jesse Z Rule says, "What is your favorite as seen on TV ad product?" Huh? I don't know. I don't even know. I can't even remember the last one I've seen. What about you, Luke? What do you got? Anything? The Sham Wow. How does it dry? How does it hold so much liquid? The world may never know. Uh, Jenna Peterson says, what is your preferred munchie after a day of staying crispy and puffing tough? Oh, man. Well, I, I think that the best snack of all time is Cheez-Its. I do think Cheez-Its are the number one. It's America's, it's America's snack, Cheez-Its. But... I'm telling you what though, if I'm super baked and I and and you give me like a pint of ice cream, that thing's gone. <laughs> Jenna Peterson, whoa, whoa! I see what. Oh, you have broken the Kimmy rule. How did you you snuck in in here? Because I didn't go through these questions first, so I didn't see you have asked way too many questions, and I will now I will shun you. Damn it! I'm down to the bottom. Ten fucking times, Jen. You're lucky the mutilator's on vacation. And oh my god, and Cassandra, I don't. That's too long. I'm on to my last question. Wait, you didn't answer my question. There's no time. From Justin Palmer, what was your favorite Cali Roots sign slash poster person on a stick you remember from the crowd? What? What was your favorite Cali Roots sign poster? Oh, person on a stick you remember from the crowd. The one year someone had on sticks, like, I think it was huge faces of me I think on a stick or, or it was like James Franco or something. Yes, I'll go with it. Justin Palmer. That was my favorite one. You're my favorite. You're the best. Cassandra Quirmo asks way too long a question, so I'm not going to answer it. And Jenna Peterson has been shunned by me from asking way too many questions. That's right. You heard it here, people. Thanks for stopping in. We love you guys. Enjoy your day. See you next Wednesday. Adios.